Welcome to Tag Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals. Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Tag Talks. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of TAD Talks. We are super excited about our topic for this podcast, and um, we have some updates for you as well at the end of the show, so stay tuned. And I'm going to go ahead and probably ask Aaron a very, very important question, because he is joining me from Battle Creek, Michigan, this morning. So, Aaron, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Are you Are you happy at work? You know, that's a really, really good question. Um, I think some days my boss seems to get a little bit on my nerves, president of the company, which, you know, in our world, I, I hear about every other training. My company has uh, this, this president who has a saying, a motto, so to speak, that says we might be equal business partners, but she's 100% in charge. So I think for the most part, given those parameters, uh, I'm pretty happy at work. Um, how about wow. you, Marissa? What do you well, think? You know, I, I was actually just going to say, um, your president sounds like an amazing person. She sounds very wise and brilliant, really. I mean, almost genius status, um, very shrewd business lady. So I would say just, you know, follow her lead. And uh, I think you'll be all right. I think that you'll be much happier. But um, I'm so glad that podcasts are just that. And you can't see their face of the individual talking because my eyes couldn't roll further back uh, in my head. I just about hit my head. Um, But no, yeah, I'm really happy, actually. And, you know, that really is a great lead into what we're going to talk about today. And, And that really is the question of are you happy at work? So it's a great topic that we're going to address today is really how we can be happier at work. And I know it sounds a little bit corny, so to speak, and a little maybe cliche. And, and, and just uh, when, when I'm thinking about how to be happier at work, one of the reasons that I really like to address this particular topic is because if you're listening to this, most likely you're in the workforce. You're, you're part of this system that can be quite draining for all of us. So uh, a couple of really interesting statistics to me is that according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, we're going to spend approximately 90,000 hours of our lives at work. And my question to everybody out there is, what are you going to do with that time? You know, what are you going to do? We know not all jobs are created equal. We know that there are times even the best of jobs can drag on us and we all have our personal lives that we're toting around. But what are we going to do? And so we're, we're going to spend just about 10 to 15 minutes talking with you about some practical steps on how to address happiness at work and give you some solutions that maybe you can implement. um, Well, what we like to say is right away, if you so choose. So Tressa, now that we've talked a little bit about, you know, just the lead into what we're going to address today, why don't you share a little bit about your angle on happiness and career satisfaction? 
Yeah, you know, the the thing is, I, I agree with you. It's like saying something to somebody like, how do you be more happy at work can be, um, you know, it can come across as being um, a little woo woo, you know, I mean, we're not light and sage or anything at this point, you know, although if you do that, I think that's fantastic, whatever gets you through. Um, but, you know, I, I have to tell you from a personal, a personal note that I have had uh, jobs, and I've shared this, this with a lot of people, but, you know, I mean, I, I remember sitting in my car before work at times, literally in tears, um, getting ready to go in and face my day, yeah. and, and it was, you know, it, it was like nobody talked to me about why, why are you feeling this way and how can you change it, right? It, it always felt very much like I didn't have any control um, over the way that I felt when I was going in and doing the work. And it was never the actual work that made me unhappy. I loved what I did. Um, in fact, we still do it. Uh, we're still in the same industry, right? Right, right. Um, so, you know, it wasn't that. And, and I think that what it really boiled down to for me was, uh, one was starting the company <laughs> that helped because then I could, you know, I could have some control and some, you know, uh, ability to what I felt was control, what I was able to do, who I was able to interact with. But I think the other thing was, was that I realized that, uh, you know, being happy was 100% on me and nobody else around me and that I had to make some conscious decisions about what being content and fulfilled in my career looked like. And, and while I loved the work, I realized that I was probably not very fulfilled in the, in the work itself. And so any other kind of stressor or uh, barrier or what seemed like a challenge was just kind of getting piled on top of this sense that was, you know, that I wasn't fulfilled in my, in my job at the time or in my career at the time. And, and I think that a lot of that boiled down and we're going to talk a little bit about this is, you know, how do I need to take care of myself and my own, you know, emotional well-being to, to come in and I think give 100% to what I'm doing and be focused on what I'm supposed to be doing. The other was how do I kind of take charge and also hold myself accountable for my own happiness and, and fulfillment, you know, and what I'm doing. And I think the third was, um, figuring out how to give some of that back once you learned it, you know, once you kind of, not that I'm a master by any means, uh, but, but I certainly feel like when I get up every day now, uh, I, I wake up ready for the day and re and prepared emotionally and physically um, and mentally to take on whatever the challenges that's coming my way. And, and I did that through a lot of work and a lot of um, kind of self-reflection and a lot of self-care. So I'm hoping that as we talk through these topics, we'll kind of hit on those marks and, and hopefully other people that maybe are having to say a little prayer or whatever they do, meditation before they go into work can can gain some uh, little tips and tricks for, for how to improve that, that fulfillment and that, that kind of happy feeling yeah no no that's that's excellent and and it's just a perfect segue into into essentially four to five practical tips that we can manage every day and first you've just you nailed the you nailed it i mean you hit the nail right on the head and it's it's a choice i mean happiness is a choice ultimately it's, it's choosing it despite life happening to all of us. It's making that choice pretty much in, in my own life. And I think I'm, I'm not that far off in many ways, but choosing it every day and to make it a conscious choice. And, and yeah, through I personally use 
I need to say my prayers. Some people need to get up and do yoga. Some people need to say prayers and do yoga. Some people need to just meditate. But it's, it's a conscious choice to focus on being happy, being fulfilled, as you said, being content. Some other things, and we'll just address them um, really quickly. So uh, I know you and I have the propensity to 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 want to chat, and we can make this actually into a a good full day um, workshop. But the other items that we can touch on is practical steps in, in being happier: is choose to establish routines, use a daily affirmation, choose to be friendly choose positivity, and just briefly something we always talk about, and, and that is choose to smile. So, so quickly here, looking at establishing routines, um, you'll see that, that in, in choosing routines, what we can do is really, it's, it's about getting organized. Um, all of us have, I think, that internal voice that says, hey, I need to get my house organized. I need to get my car organized. I need to get my desk at work organized. I need to get my electronic emails um, under control. I need to quit just saving five, ten thousand 10,000 emails because who knows, I might need them. We always talk about that and we joke about it. But truthfully, the first step that could help many of us is choosing routines. I mean, it could even be, um, and I know something I, I, I struggle with, but I'm trying to get really disciplined myself, and that is going to bed on time. Um, just the idea of getting the proper rest. And, and what's really interesting, and we cover this in all of our workshops, is when you hear something and your mind or your heart says, hey, this is something I need to think about or consider or to evaluate, then if you're out there listening, then do that. Your own voice is telling you if, you, if your first step is to establish a routine, which includes organization, rest, um, um, decluttering, then that is something that you need to do in, in your own self is telling you to take that step. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I completely, you know, it's so funny that you say that because one of the biggest things that um, I, I hear a lot, right, and I'm sure you do too, and, and anybody who's out there who's either a business owner or a consultant or somebody who essentially doesn't have to get up at the same time every day and go into the office and punch the clock and do what they have to do, you know, it, you know, it, it, they, they always ask me like, I don't know, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I don't think I could work from home. I don't think that I could do that because I would be all over the map, right? I would never get anything done. And to me, what I tell people is you're, you're right. Being uh, an independent consultant or owning your own business is not for everybody, right? It isn't. And it's because I think the one thing that kind of separates folks from, you know, somebody who would prefer to go into a place and kind of have some things set for them versus other people who who do kind of the entrepreneurial thing um, is routine. And I have a routine every day. Uh, when when we're home, you know, it, it looks the same. I get up around the same time. I, you know, go to the gym. I eat the same thing for breakfast. Right. Um, you know, dinner is usually at the exact same time. Now, the going to bed uh, at the same time does not always work, but I can tell you that 
uh, last night. In fact, I think I told you this this morning. I did not go to bed. I was actually smoking some uh, homemade beef jerky, so it kept me up a little bit longer than I had right. you know, prior priorities. Right? I didn't want. Yeah. I mean, food first. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, but you know, and, and but I can tell you that this morning when I woke up at you know six thirty in the morning, it was I could tell the difference between when I go to bed around you know nine thirty ten o'clock versus when I go to bed around eleven eleven thirty, and it, it's it if I had to get up and get into traffic and then try to get into someplace at a certain time, that wouldn't make me very happy. That would no, definitely no. that would definitely put my um my day, you know what I mean? I'd already kind of be behind the eight ball before I even stepped into the office. And then you ask yourself, well, how, you know, if that's you, how do you change it? If that's how your morning started, you're tired, you hit traffic, you're running behind, maybe you get in a few minutes late, you're already kind of, you know, disheveled, you know, not disheveled, yeah. but you're, oh, yeah. you're just, no, you know, totally. you're just feeling kind of frustrated and it's not even eight o'clock in the morning, you know. How do you change that? How, I mean, and I don't know, Aaron, maybe you have some tips, but you know, what are some of the things that we can do very consciously and mindfully to turn that around so we don't end up passing that along to our customers and our coworkers? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And you know, nothing really is, is bulletproof. So suggestions, you know, that, that when, when things just didn't go that traffic jam, let's say you did everything right, that you, you went to bed on time, you, you, you got up, you left on time, your stomach's full, but on your way to work, traffic, traffic, backup, and all of a sudden it's panic time. The time you get there, maybe someone cuts you off and you're just frustrated. You know, how do you not pass that on? Well, you know, choosing happiness, I mentioned the, uh, a few things that we're going to talk about. I think it really goes into this. And one is, again, going back to choice, and it's really taking a second to refocus on what you want out of your day. So it could be a daily affirmation. At that point, say, you know what? To be honest, this, this did not go the way I wanted, but it's still going to be a good day. I'm going to make the choice to make this a good day because ultimately that's the beauty that each one of us um, has in life is that other people cannot make our choice for us. Oh, we can allow it for sure. That traffic, we can allow that to ruin our entire day. We can pass it on. We can, we can then treat the next person the same way. Or we can make that choice to affirm that that's not what we want out of our day. And listen, listen, you're out there going, yeah, you don't know my life. I, I live in, you know, whatever, LA, DC, you don't understand. And I'm not, I, I don't understand your life, but I do understand personal choice. And that situations and other people even though they have an influence on it ultimately the choice to affirm ourselves and to have a good day still comes back to us and i think that's a beautiful gift we have each one of us and another thing very quickly there in that same vein we can choose to be friendly so sometimes to get you know myself out of my own funk i purposely choose to be friendly to other people to do good to reach out to to have a smile because that takes the focus off myself and puts it on other people and it can reframe my entire day when I choose to be friendly and to spread that good feeling of 
hey, you know what? We're here in this together. I'm going to spend more time with you at this job than I am anything else in my life. And you know what? I choose to make it really the best day I can. So choosing to be friendly, daily affirmations, even when things aren't going according to plan, or maybe we're tired and hey, maybe we stayed up and we and we did smoke beef jerky or, you know, I was like, hey, what are you? First of all, sidebar. I was like, what? Smoke? Don't I, I know. You're like, about? whoa, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Like, I know. Like, uh, yeah, just because, yeah. all right, I, I have to clear this up there just so everybody, okay, so yes, I'm from California and no, the only thing I smoke are meats, okay? So I need to just make it clear. Uh, I know people get confused. It's like they look at me and they go, oh, you're from California. No, and I'm like, drug free yeah. Company. Yeah, exactly. We have a drug-free workplace here. So um, yeah, no, the only thing I smoke are meats. And yeah, I I think one of the things that, you know, this, this choosing, you know, aspect, one of the things that I really love about this, this idea about choice is that it can be so empowering when you realize that you do have that control. And, and like I was talking about when, you know, when uh, in the beginning of the episode, when I said, you know, Hey, when, when I decided that, you know, start the business, it, it was because I, and I felt more happy. It was because I felt I had more control, but not everybody's going to run out and start their own business or, or be a consultant. So what you have to think about then is if I choose to be friendly and I choose to smile and just, you know, in spite of is really, you know, cause it's not easy. It's not easy right. when, especially if you've got heavy stuff, right. Heavy stuff going on in your, even in your personal life, right. it's not always easy. We're not saying, Hey, just smile and it's going to all get better. I, I think that's unrealistic, but I think it's about understanding that you have the, you have that kind of power and control. Um, and as soon as you acknowledge that kind of power and control, I think that, you know, that in and of itself will breed a few things. It'll breed confidence, which I think we, you know, I don't care how confident you are. I don't think anybody's ever said, no, no, I'm good on confidence. I don't need any more. You know, I don't think that's something that we're passing up on. Um, but I think it'll, it'll breed confidence. And I think uh, very, very similar to the power of the smile that we talk about in a lot of our trainings, it is contagious when other people see you being friendly toward them and they might be, you know, having that bad day also, then all of a sudden you can change that dynamic with another individual where it could have been, you know, possibly uh, a negative interaction with a customer or a coworker. And, and you have the, the ability and the power to change that dynamic of that interaction. And I think what we want more than anything is to feel good. Um, and, and if you, if you can share that with somebody or change that for somebody as well, I think that's incredibly powerful and empowering. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Because sometimes it really, our emotions, our mindsets will follow our actions. And so even when we don't feel like it and things aren't well, and we, and we bring in life into our workplace, because at times we just do, it's hard to separate that. When we make that choice to move forward, whether it be, through affirmations or a simple act of smiling or doing good to others or purposefully going out of your way to help, it can then bring us into alignment with positivity and what we want in our day, despite the fact that it is tough. You know, I also have to, to say something. The, the old parent creed that I heard, you've heard, uh, probably most of our listeners have heard is, my mom always said, you are who you hang with, right? You are who you hang with. So when 
you know the people at work that are that are kind of bitter that are tough and they are complainers and they might be around the old water cooler just tearing up other people or the boss or they're gossiping or or you know they don't get paid enough they don't have enough time off well let's face it some jobs are tough but it is again when we choose or who we choose to hang out with will have a direct impact on our happiness at work. If you want to find someone who's negative, if you want to find someone to complain with, you definitely can find that person or people. Wait, wait, I've got a question, Aaron. So yeah. wait, your, your mom said you are who you hang with. My mom said, if you lay down with dogs, you come up with fleas. So yeah. is that pretty much the same? <laughs> uh, sure. I wasn't, you know, I'm not sure. I was just going to say, I didn't get raised where you were, but you know, yeah. um, yeah. Same, same though, right? <laughs> That's a great saying because it is ultimately true. So here's some, here's some things that we're just going to remind you that where are you at in these areas? Because it will directly impact your happiness at work. So question to you, how much are you complaining? How much are you gossiping about other people? How much are you, are you trying to be part of just the, this isn't fair, this isn't right, this isn't the right process, or are you having the courage in those meetings to put yourself out there in a professional manner and, and make recommendations, make suggestions? Are, are you the person listening to us right now that you know you need to step up and be that positive leader, and now's the time to do it? Um, because the culture of an office, the culture of your workplace, um, if for some of us, if we're going to sit around and wait for someone else to make that change, whether it be upper management or immediate supervisor or coworkers, you're gonna you'll get to listen to this next year, and not one thing will have changed. But if you're the person ultimately that is like, you know what, I'm going to make these these distinct changes because I need to do that for me, because I choose happiness, I choose affirmations, I choose friendliness, I choose to be positive, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna do my best to stop the gossip, I'm not gonna talk about my boss, I'm, I'm gonna go the extra mile when needed, when I can. Um, when you do that, you're gonna see a change, and um, you're either the person right now that's going, yeah, that's true, or you're the person who's, like I've been, who's going to make the excuse to say, Aaron, trust it, you don't understand, and then you're going to justify not doing any of the actual acts that are going to help you. Yeah, I, it's funny that you say that, because one thing that, you know, this last week, I've actually had the experience, I was, I was talking with somebody who uh, I go to, they provide a service for me, and and I really noticed, um, I, I made, I asked a question about something in the, the shop and it was like, oh yeah, that's a big, you know, bone of contention around here and blah, blah, blah. And it was just really negative. And I thought to myself, you know, number one, I'm a customer. I don't work here. And that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? That you're right, sharing right. that with me. Um, but I think one of the things is, is, you know, at the very, at the very minimum, at the very minimum. Even if you're not like, well, I'm going to take, you know, that frown and turn it upside down. Like if you're, you know, you don't have to be that person, but at the very minimum, don't engage in it. Um, you know, I think that's kind of, you know, that's a, the other thing that I think people don't realize is they feel almost, uh, 
because of the social dynamic in an office. If everybody's complaining about the way the system works or unfair pay or that they don't get paid enough to do what they do or whatever that is for you, right? Mm. Oftentimes, I think people feel almost obligated to contribute uh, to those types of conversations because of the social aspect of it, right? If I, if I don't, I know this is, it's almost like, I don't want to say peer pressure, but if you're, if you're not going to engage in this, then, you know, you're, you're kind of not one of us, right? Like you, you know, how we're not, we're not the same then. And it creates kind of a, a division. And I would say that uh, neutral, you know, be Switzerland, if nothing else, you know, you don't, right. you don't have to, you know, necessarily change other people's minds, but you certainly don't have to participate in it. And I would say that would be probably if you do nothing else at very minimum, don't engage. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's great advice. And that kind of brings us to the end of this portion. I know we're going to have a few just uh, summary of what's going on for us, but just remember this and, and I'm not going to cite the sources, but you can find backup and maybe at a time where we have more time, we could share where we get these, but happier people, happier people have one better health. It's been shown also through a Mayo Clinic study, they live a longer life. They have more successful relationships, not just um, intimate relationships, but working relationships. They have a greater success at work in the fact that they get better evaluations and that they are seen as positive contributors in the workplace. And overall, happier people have better mental health. So, you know, ultimately, and I'll qualify all of that again, where I was just citing some different studies that I've been looking into, because what is it worth? What is it worth to be happier at work? It's, it's worth for all of us the possibility of having a better mental health state to living longer lives, to getting along and having better relations. These are the things I think at the core of why we all exist as human beings. And to, to flourish in these areas. And I think it would do us all good, practical steps. And it's one day at a time. And when we have those setbacks, we don't fall and go, oh my gosh, I'm just, here I am. I'm old negative Aaron again, or negative Nancy. That's okay. Pick it up the next day. Start again, positive affirmation. Start with a choice. Start with being friendly. Start with a smile. Um, be positive. And those are things I think each one of us can do and, and walk those steps out to have happier workplace for ourselves. All right. Now, Tressa, give us a few updates on Tad Grants. You want updates on Tad Grants? Well, All right. yes. so, so here's the thing. <clears throat> Oh, gosh. Updates. Well, I'll give you a personal update. You want to hear what I mean? I, I, you know, it, I love LinkedIn, by the way. LinkedIn is fantastic. Um, I want to personally thank every single person who reached out to me and liked my post uh, recently. As, as many of you know, I was recently um, elected as the Region 9 Director on the Board of Directors for the National Association of Workforce Development Professionals. And the amount of uh, support that I received to, to win that election over some really top-notch candidates was uh, really overwhelming, and, and I really appreciate anybody out there who voted, but also those people that reached out on LinkedIn and, and let me know personally how excited they were for me. Um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, and I talked about it earlier in another episode, but it's really 
part of that being happy part is that we are fortunate that we have uh, have a, a thriving business and we are fortunate in the fact that um, we can now share some of our success and share some of our knowledge with other people and be of service to to our industry and i'm really looking forward to that so thank you everybody for that and then a couple other updates that people might be interested in uh coming up on our workshop calendar we have a lot of stuff going on so um i'm going to start with this we have the best coast business engagement tour that we are partnering with the california workforce association on and it's one full day talking only about how we engage our business community there's three different dates with three different locations you can find all that information at tadgrants.com on our workshop calendar page we also are partnering with the national association uh not really the workforce professionals and we are doing some live webinars with them it's a three-part series for advanced workforce professionals. So this is not your basic stuff. We're going to get into that 201 level and really get into the, the details around some of the strategies for assessments and career planning and uh, a really a bonus episode on time management. And very last, the last workshop that we have coming up that I think a lot of people have already showed interest in, which is we are going to beautiful New Orleans in October for a career advising and case management training, October 9th and 10th. All of that can be found at tadgrants.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, and, you know, just remember, choose to be happy. Thanks, Tressa.